This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Cheers, brother. Cheers, buddy. There we go. Glad to have you. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Working class on DeerCast. Starting off with my buddy Bucky and a cold beer. Yeah, there we go. Good to have you back. Oh, it's awesome beer. I'm pretty excited. You had last year, and we actually have you in working double time at the studio today. So we're going to do this podcast, a couple videos, and then you're going to be in for a full-length working class bowhunter podcast. But last year, you had top three downloaded episodes of the year crazy which is pretty damn cool <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> pretty cool yeah so thanks for coming back yeah, glad man. to have you yeah uh, for people who didn't catch that episode or they found us just through the DeerCast platform why do you have so much credibility credibility with measuring animals uh, <laughs> I, I know the answer but I'm, i want you to lead into it i measure a lot of heads i measure a lot of Anything in North America, all the 29 big game animals. Uh, I'm a certified measure for Boone and Crockett, Pope and Young. Um, other organizations will recognize my certificate mm-hmm. through Boone and Crockett, like well, Wisconsin Buck and Bear Club. That's uh, a cool club. And which is, I'm, I was a big part of that, and I still am. Uh, it's important to have each state to have your own little organization, you know, mm-hmm. uh, providing uh, conservation back into the community. Um, I also get recognized by other states, uh, Michigan Big Bucks. Uh, Long Hunters is a uh, muzzleloader organization. Um, number of different there's a bunch out there. Yeah, but uh, Minnesota also has one too. Why? Um, before we get into it, I mean, we're going to talk how to measure a white-tailed deer. Um, but there's a lot of people I think have the maybe the attitude that uh, why the heck would I enter my deer? I don't care. Yeah, there's is, a, is that a wrong attitude to have? It, it's a territorial kind of. Um, Unfortunately, like sometimes, like I'll measure stuff and I'll ask someone if they want to enter their stuff in the books, and, and they won't want to because they're afraid of the 
people coming in on their area and taking their land away, and, and like more in Illinois, I think, than back in Wisconsin. Illinois you know, is pretty tough. Yeah, because people come in on your lease and stuff like that. But you know what? It you already killed it. It's dead. Yeah, they're hunting and, a ghost. Yeah, and and either record book, no matter what it is, um, we will take the county and state, mm-hmm. and that's it. And it doesn't. It, yeah, that's fr- that's fair. It's not a pin on a map where you can someone can look it up and say, "Oh, we shot it on that ridge back there." That yeah, help he shot it. it in Pike. You know, just using yeah. that county, Pike County, Illinois, right here. Yeah, at the intersection you're, of whatever. Yeah, you're not giving them coordinates. No, uh, uh-uh. uh, and that scares some people away. You know, fear of losing their their hunting spot. Um, some people don't want the notoriety, which is cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't. That's that is cool. I get. There's a lot of guys like um, that. I respect you know, it. Right, I do too. And because the know, silent killers, well, they're after the their trophy. Mm-hmm. They're after a specific age, class, mature male animal. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's pretty cool, you know. And sometimes the privacy is, is one thing. Um, monetarily, I mean, a lot of times, like when I get someone in my in my shop is where I measure all my stuff. Mm-hmm. And if they come into my shop. Most of the times, almost 99% of the time, they'll enter it in the books because I have to be, uh, for lack of better words, a salesman for the organizations because- You're a rep I'm, for all these. Yeah, I'm, yeah. and I'm, I'm volunteering my time. I make no money in this. I volunteer all my time to this sort of thing. It's a big passion project. Yeah. And cool. I'm gonna, I've said this a bunch, if you listen, I'm an official measure as well. I don't measure how I used to, but like you're my call guy. You know, well, it takes time. It does. I mean, you got to do it a, a lot. It's to a big be good resource, at it. you know. And so, since I've been involved so much, you know, through the state of Wisconsin, and I was recognized to be able to to be uh, invited up to Boone and Crockett to be to be certified up there. But it wasn't like they they pursued me. I was the one saying, "Hey, I really want to be a, a Boone and Crockett measure." Yeah. So um, as that's gone on, and I've entered animals, and I show passion for well, what I do. So of course, just yeah. recently. Uh, Invited up to 31, the 31st Big Game Awards uh, panel measure. So there was only a certain number of us from, the, from uh, throughout North America. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. It's a pretty honorable thing to get invited to. Very humbling. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. And like, probably a ton of fun up there, too. Oh, but I was getting pictures from you. Yeah, you're like a kid in a candy store. Oh, it was so great. Because it's all just like super giants that you're messing with. Top five. Top five. Top five of every category. For Is it for that year? That three-year recording period. Yeah. So it's like everything and the biggest things in North America for the last three years. That's pretty cool, man. They're just laying on the floor. And you're just up, you get to play with them all. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm just walking around to take a video. I'm like, oh, I I have to take video so I remember this. Yeah. Always, you know, like. That's pretty dang cool. We'll, we'll get into that in detail on the regular working class bow hunter series. We're here to get a job done on this episode for DeerCast, which I think um, is a great, it's it's good to know for any whitetail hunter. Yeah. Because you see, maybe, maybe it's not maybe it's not important to you. Um, in that case, just enjoy the podcast. You don't really need to worry about anything else. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know how to measure a whitetail buck, this is the episode for you. We're going to talk about how to measure a whitetail deer. Yeah. And uh, do you do a lot of teaching on how to measure deer? A lot. I so, do quite a bit. Um, Like, I try to help other when we have organized scoring events like through the state of Wisconsin, mm-hmm. like will it be at the the Deer Fest or whatever that was down in uh, yeah. Wisconsin Dells? Mm-hmm. Um, so like you'll get other measures that haven't measured a lot, 
and like I used to do, and I used to watch these guys and ask questions and yeah. help them. And like I helped these younger guys, and the other guys above my generation helped me for sure. So, me. so it's 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 uh it's good to teach people how to do it. Um, I do a lot of explaining how to do it. I go to to local high schools and uh, I'll teach like FFA classes and stuff. How to yeah, that's cool. That's fun. Well, let's break it down, man. Someone kills a buck. This is the buck they kill. Yeah. So, um, typically, what happens? Um, someone will contact me that they have shot a what they consider to be a trophy, mm-hmm. which is in my eyes, that's any deer. Yeah. Even meets minimum or below minimum or above minimum. You know what? Every deer is a trophy, or every animal is a trophy to the hunter, and it doesn't really matter to me. I mean, what it is, but I score I score little bucks mm-hmm. for kids, and that's the most fun. Oh, so yeah. I have a little certificate I've made up that I, I print on it. Hey, here's your trophy. That's cool, and I man. Get a picture with them shaking their hand. I mean, that's pretty cool. So that is cool. And no matter how big that deer is, I mean, that's a trophy forever. I mean, you're yeah. your first buck, right? I mean, good I on you for doing that. That's that's yeah, cool, man. It is. It's important. It's important. It is important. Keep Ke- keeps them into it. Keeps them excited. Keep that fire lit. And it's they're not leaving. Ah, oh, my deer didn't make the book. Yeah. You know, because you don't want anyone to get. Yeah. Right. Ruined young at a younger age. That's we, right. we need every everyone we can. So but some kid that's might cool. shoot his first deer might be 150 inch buck. Yeah, we don't really like that kid. <laughs> I, I know that happened. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I measured those deer, and you know, and they don't. But some of them, that younger age class when they're super young, yeah, like, if they're seven or eight years old, they don't know what they shot. No, for the most part. I mean, my kids are. I won't let them do that until they're older. Yeah. So, but hey, whatever. That's, that's been a frequent. Uh, De- not really a debate, but conversation on the show lately. Yeah, most of us having kids, except for Doug, that we know of. Yes, he could have a kid out there. We don't know for Maybe. sure. But that's a uh, that's another debate for another yeah. podcast. Right, right. We'll save that for the other one. Right. So, um, yeah, say someone shoots this deer. Yep. And you were just, I mean, I'll let you just do your thing. I'm okay. trying to lead you into it when I don't need to. So someone will contact me. Hey, I shot a deer. Um, and you can have a green scored, which means that it is, um. It's less than 60 days. It has to, be, has to be dry for 60 days before I can measure it officially. Mm-hmm. After 60 days, when all of the brain matter and all the flesh and everything's removed like this deer here, okay, then I can, I can measure it officially. Mm-hmm. I will typically green score stuff for people that, well, it's usually local guys mm-hmm. because it might be something big and they want to know what it is. Um, it might be a, and you know, uh, they're going to come back and officially. Well, and that's the thing. Yeah. Like I usually, if say, if I green score something for someone, I ask them that they would come back after 60 days and enter it in the books. If it meets minimum entry and at the point of like the green score, then I'll ask them to pay the entry fee up front. That's fair. And I hold their check until they come back. And then that way it, it assures me that I'm not wasting my time and yeah. you know, I'm taking time out away from my family and my wife and everything. And yeah. And, you know, for as many calls as you probably get, man, you yeah. got to do that stuff. It's important. I mean, and that's fair. Yeah. I don't want, you know, sometimes people take advantage of it. I've so, done that. I've measured a lot of deer and then guys are like, ah, I'm not going to interact. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, just, right, well, they won't come around again. Yeah. So they'll contact me after 60 days or before and we'll schedule something. And that'll be, you know, a couple times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, they'll bring the deer over and I'll have them go through some paperwork with me. Um, basically it's, it's what county you killed it in, the date you killed it. Um, I ask about like the 60 day drying period when that started to make sure that it's correct mm-hmm. because that math sometimes gets wrong. Yeah. So it's like on a bear skull, it's when it comes out of beetles, oh. when it's all the way out. When it's you know, dry pretty much. Yes. All brain matter. So, 
so basically, um, like this deer here, this is a clean little 10 pointer. Mm -hmm. It's a dead, dead head. Um, so I will measure it. Um, I'll measure for the, the trophy owner most of the time with them there. And then that way I can teach them how I'm doing it. Gotcha. Or why I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. So that they don't just get a copy of a score sheet. Maybe if they enter in Pope and Young, they don't just get a copy later and they wonder, well, how is it done? Yeah. yeah. They have no idea. I mean, so it's good to be, to train the people and to explain why it is. Yeah. Do you need me to grab that shed too? Or are we going to get, just get that in a minute? Yeah, we'll get it in a minute. Okay. No big deal. Okay. So, um, I usually just use a score sheet as a, as a worksheet. Okay. So, first thing I'm going to need is know, needs to know is how many points are on the right side and the left side. Okay. This tip, this one, he's just a small typical. So he's one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. Five and five. Inside spread is taken over the top of the main beams and the pedicles. So I can move over here. I'll wipe it out. There you so I'm gonna take his inside spread like this. And this is just an old carpenter's tape. Mm -hmm. Carpenters really get it. Home Depot. They're getting harder to find, they're getting expensive. <laughs> so you just scratch inside, inside the main beams. And that's how you get there. So I had 13, 14, 15, and two eighths. Okay. All antlered animals are measured in eighths. Mm -hmm. All skulls and everything like that. Um, heads are measured in uh, sixteenths. A lot of people don't know that. I find like a lot of people, yep. they just don't, they don't get it. So, so like if you hear us like say, we'll say it's, um, 14 and four eighths, like, well, it's 14 and a half. Well, we just calculate an eighth because it's in the math later. You mm -hmm. have to keep everything the same. Yeah. The denominator. You know, what's funny. Like at work, I measure everything in eighths just because I'm used to it. Right. Right. And everyone's like, what the hell are you talking about? I'm <laughs> like, hey, never mind. So That's all right. <laughs> so, um, so inside spread that goes into the final score because we're giving him credit for what he grew mm -hmm. we also record the outside spread which does not go into the final score it's like supplemental information supplemental information and the only time it's really really odd that it would ever ever get used will be like an insurance claim where the deer got stolen or something like that mm -hmm. you can prove it in court that that's the same deer oh interesting yeah like outside spread and tip to tip those are the only two things that don't that get recorded but don't get used Interesting. Yeah. Okay. It's crazy. So, all right. Um, so I usually start with the right side. So let's see here. If I can do this. Actually, I'll do left side. Be a little bit easier. Uh, which camera you want me to use? Either. They're both kind of getting us here. So if you look through. That's the challenge of not having a camera guy. Interns, possibly you. Right. So you have to determine the length of the main beam. Okay. And that might be, it's usually from the from the bottom of the pedicle on the side, and then you're gonna follow the outside of the main beam all the way out to the tip of the main beam out here. So you can kind of see on that black line mm -hmm. that I made. This is my score deer I made. My, my little project since I've been hurt. I like it, man, that's a good idea. Yeah, it works cool. Um, so that's how you determine the main beam. But it's easy if you look across it, if I can see that like, like that. If you look across it, you can see where that main beam should start. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times if there's a burr or maybe a beauty point or something down there, you'll know where to start with your with your cable. A beauty point. A beauty point. Yeah, and you measure deer with cable on an alligator clip, not 
Yes. It's something it's something more rigid but still flexible. Yeah, you use a there's a cable. You can buy these from any of the organizations like Wisconsin Buck and Bear Club mm-hmm. or Crockett. Um, basically it's 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 a little bit bigger than a bicycle cable, a brake cable, mm-hmm. but there's a lead end on it, which is super handy. So so I take that and I'll put that on the main beam here and I'll hook it on like this. And then I'll just pinch that down as tight as I can. So I'm not measuring over open air. Mm-hmm. And I'll follow the outside of that main beam, like where that black line is. Mm-hmm. My cable. So I can speed this up a little bit. I think- so I get it to the end of the main beam and I'll clip it with the little alligator clip. And then I'll take it and I'll put it back on that uh, carpenter's tape. Yeah, I can hold this guy better. up. I can help you instead of sitting here with my hand in my pocket. You're good. You're good. You're the boss, man. Okay. So... I would measure that, and let, let's say it's 21 inches. Okay. So I record that, okay? I measure his opposite, opposite side, and that's also 21 inches for just for quick math. Okay. Okay, so. Very symmetrical buck we yes, have here. He just is. A lot of them are, actually. Yeah. It's crazy. They, yeah. You know, as big as a buck might get, a lot of times they're so, super, like, they're right on. Pretty impressive. I mean, crazy. Like, you get a 23-pointer, and they're both the same. <laughs> right, you yeah. You know, I mean, come on. But, so, okay, we have our length of main beam. All right, so we record that. Okay. We're going to start on, let's say, the right side. Mm-hmm. Okay. So starting at the bottom, here's G1. Okay. It's a first point. Yep. Why G? Why is it G1? Why is it G2? Oh, I don't know that. I know it. What is it? Oh, come on. Tell me, tell me. It's just the way it lays out on the score sheet. <laughs> oh, I know. It just, well, because of the box? Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's I the never, alphabet. Never even thought about it. Yeah. H1. All right, I get it. I get it. Right? Am I right? I'm right, aren't I? E, right. I got it. You're right. That's cool. Man, I got Bucky you got on me. one. You got me. It's over. End of podcast. End it. <laughs> so G1, okay? It's the first point that comes off the top of the main beam after the burr. If there's a point that's down here on a, on a more mature buck, mm-hmm. there might be points down here, which I call burr points or yeah. beauty points. Um, if they're connected to the burr anywhere around here, that's just a supplemental point. It's so extra e. inches. Yeah. It's just a abnormal point. Yeah. Okay, so G1, G2, G3, G4, and you don't count the end because we already counted it. Go. In your main beam measurement. In your main beam measurement. Okay. It's already a point. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. Okay. So. And I'll come back to this. This is good. It's a great example. That is a good one. It's a great example. It's cute. <clears throat> okay. So I'm participating like I'm in class. <laughs> I know. I love it. We're going to give extra credit later. <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> Get another beer after the podcast. <laughs> G1, G2, G3, G4. Already counted G5. So his, his main beam yep. is the last point. So as if there's more points, you just keep going down the row. Okay. This point isn't here. It just doesn't exist. Okay. G2, G3. That's it. His. The the last of it is is uh would be the the beam. last time. Yep. Okay, so but he happens to be a ten pointer. Okay. Want me to grab that for you? In this uh, case, we'll, we'll get yeah. Okay. Actually, I need that. All right. So um, the last measurement that you get on each side is going to be the circumferences, which is H. Why is that H, Kurt? When it falls on the screen. That's why it falls in the Excel sheet. Okay, so <laughs> so um, that's taken, and the smallest location between the burr 
and G1. H2 is taken in that small location between G1 and G2. A lot of people mess H4. up the smallest location. Yes. And it has to be the smallest. So, and it's it's taken with a ring end tape, like this guy here. And all, all it does is, it doesn't start until like a couple inches up mm -hmm. that the numbers start. So you put that on around the beam, and you just pull it tight. Okay. It's like this is like three and eh, about an eighth, something like that. And that's why that tape always ends up like that. Mm -hmm. So then you measure around. So those four circumferences. Okay, H1, H2, H3, H4. Curt in the back, like Curt in the front. You always sat in the front, didn't you? What if it, yeah, I'm in the, I'm in the middle somewhere. <laughs> I, I always sat in the back in high school, and I never paid attention. I slept. Um, four measurements. What if it's a spike? Well, you just keep it between the, the tip and the base. There's four, four in there. There's one. You just take one and take times four. On a spike? I thought every deer. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm just, I'm asking just uh, for conversation because um, if it's a six pointer, there's still four circumferences. Oh, hand me that chat and I'll show you. Because if this was a if this was a six pointer and he didn't have this guy, mm -hmm. so it'd be H1, H2, H3, H4. Yeah. Okay. So it would be halfway between. So like we'll just say this is a, a eight pointer. Okay. He has a little guy here, and. I can't remember if if we thought it made it or not, because the, by definition to be a point to be a point, it has to be longer than it is wide. And I mm -hmm. don't know if this one. Well, this one is definitely not an inch long, but it has to be longer than it is wide, which is so the whole hook a ring on it's a misconception. Well, kinda. I mean, you still count it. That's Southern rules. Kinda, yeah. Right. Like I use this cheater tool, and it, you know, I, it, it has oh. to be wider. It's a bushing. It's just a one inch bushing, one inch. It's a good idea. It works awesome because it it's just a feeler gauge. Obviously, I can't use that for measuring, but yeah, it's a good way to to judge it when you're going around. And uh, which I learned this spring is um, super important on moose if it's a point to be longer than it is wide mm -hmm. because they kind of roll up. Like you get those wave. big tapered out yeah, points and wave. stuff. Yeah. So so let's just say this is a pointer, which which this tine doesn't count, which it does does not. Okay. So on this one. We're going to get H1, H2, H3, and then H4 is taken between the tip and where this tine comes down, which is the center of his tine is going to be about here. So half of this, let's say it's 10 inches. Mm -hmm. So at five inches, you're going to mark it and take the circumference there. And that's your H4. Yep. And if the, it was just a six-pointer and this tine wasn't here, like make believe I wasn't there mm -hmm. like that. Okay, so H1, H2, H3, H4. Oh, it's in the same spot. Same spot. Oh, okay. Yeah, the half the the half of the distance from here to the bottom of this tine, the center of this tine where it comes down mm -hmm. in the main beam, from here to here, the center of that, it's taken twice. Gotcha. I did First not know that. I never really measure six pointers though. Yeah, well, sometimes you have to. Sometimes you have to. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. But that's the difference between um a ten and an eight. But uh, there's also a lot of a lot of people get things, uh, they'll get more inches or less inches, depending on how it's measured. And the, the thing is, that have your deer or any of your animals, have them officially measured so that you know exactly what they're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Because if you have a tailgate measure and they measure it, and God bless them because everybody loves to measure, and yeah. there's all these tools out there to do this stuff, right? Yeah. Um, if you're not doing it, if someone's doing it that doesn't, isn't officially, is an official measure, 
they can either be underscoring that deer or overscoring that deer. Yeah. And the hunter Chandler always underscores his deer. Really? By like five inches. Wow. Just to be humble. Yeah, I think well, he just is like hard on him. He's a, he's a humble guy. Yeah. When I measure him, I'm like, what are you doing? He's a killer, though. Like, measure these things, man. Yeah. Give them the credit that's due, you know. Yeah. But a lot of times, some of these deer will get, you know, they get underscored, overscored. And what I see is that, um, like, let's say on this eight-pointer, um, the tine length is taken coming down, tip of the tine down to the top of the main beam. Mm-hmm. Okay, I use a cable. You have to use a cable for that to mark it. I should be using the score deer for that. This guy down. It's already on there. Here, I'll grab this guy and get him out of the way okay. to avoid confusion. All right, so um, taking my circumferences, sometimes I hear people, oh, it, we thought he was a lot bigger because they measure from the tip of the tine to the bottom of the beam. That's super common. And that happens quite a bit, right? Well, it just turned that 140-inch deer into a 160-inch deer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, he, then the hunter's disappointed when right. it's not done correctly. Or it'll be taken the circuit. The circumferences will be taken Biggest at the spot. largest spot. Yeah. Or let's say if it's a 12 point or something like that, they'll just keep going. They'll get <laughs> five, H6. You know, right, right. While you're getting like two, four, eight, yeah, 10 inches. It adds up at the end of the, shirt, of the sheet. Right. Just math. But, um, okay. So, Very cool. Same as your, uh, so we got the main beam, which is over here. Yep. We have the main beam, length of the tines. Okay. And circumferences. And inside spread. Inside spread. That's it. Yeah. So uh, here's a good one on this deer, um, which I don't know if we go. So see. that would be your gross score. That All that total together is your gross. On this frame. On this frame. Yes. Yeah, now, that be your gross score. that's a typical 10-pointer yep. right? your gross frame. Um, so what is the net score? That's what I'm getting at. Yep. Okay. So if you look across this deer, he, he's... Really, really symmetrical. Um, sorry, go. Uh, he's really symmetrical and he looks nice. The only differences he's going to have, and I, would, I don't have a score sheet here, but um, this tine is a little bit longer than this tine. Mm-hmm. This tine is a little bit shorter than this tine. And these two tines, this one's longer than this one. So the scoring system that was uh, developed by the Boone and Crockett Club, like Teddy Roosevelt, Burger Nell. Mm-hmm. They awarded the animals by symmetry, the, and the more perfect the deer can be, the better of a quality of a trophy that it, it's been produced in that area. Mm-hmm. Your area produced this symmetrically superior deer to the next year Yep. by net. As years have gone by, which is cool by all these clubs, they've also started recording the growth score, mm-hmm. which I think is important to show yeah. what the deer grew. I think, I think that, it's important. I think it's really good. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. So... Um, these little differences of let's say it's a half inch half inch half inch okay so that inch and a half is taken off of the gross score mm-hmm. and that's what gives you your net score at the end okay gross and net that's gross why a lot of people say nets are for fish i get it yeah they're both fun it's where it gets super fun for me is in a giant typical when it nets really high like that's very impressive. It's hard to get a deer that nets over like 170 is insane. Mm-hmm. So, and when people throw around the, well, it's a, it's a 200 inch buck. It takes a lot to make a 200 inch buck. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I've only had a couple in my hands ever. Net, net. Yeah. I mean, that's a giant buck. I would say 9.9 people are 
grossing out their scores when they say 200 inch deer oh absolutely yeah, yeah. or well i'm just i'm just saying the people that say they saw a 200 oh i <laughs> come on right very very it hard takes to do. a lot to be a 200 inch buck yeah for sure which is cool i mean I, you know hey whatever and it makes you tra- chase that deer more that's cool oh yeah for sure um, so now let's say this i'm gonna beat you to it. We, let's say this deer is gonna we're getting complicated now yeah okay all right so let's say this deer he grew this extra tine here okay we're gonna put it right there okay this has been my summer project so far i like all it. right so so i cut this antler off and i added it to this deer it's kind of cool so it's crafty it's kind of crafty that's what i do bucky's yeah. playing arts and crafts arts and crafts, right so that tine is a one it's it's not a symmetrical tine and it also doesn't touch the inside of the main beam so it's not a, it's a non-symmetry point mm-hmm. which makes it kind of abnormal okay yep so g2 g3 g4 not screwing up the typical yeah. symmetry he's of a, the buck he's out of line okay and then over here, he grew this guy. Look at that. So he has these two things going on. Okay. That's fun. So let's just say they were longer. Okay. And it was a Pope and Young buck. This is easy. Mm-hmm. So if it was a Pope and Young buck that was shot with a, a vertical bow in it, a vertical bow, um, it would have to be, to, to enter this into Pope and Young, it would have to be at least 15 inches of, of abnormal. Okay. To qualify if it had enough inches to to qualify into uh, non-typical. Okay. So on a typical, unfortunately, these would be deducted. They would be added in for your gross score. Okay. So let's say he's 140 inches. Mm-hmm. Okay. So these would be added in all these inches of of these two forks, or this fork over here and this mm-hmm. fork over here. That would get added in to the gross score. To the gross, yeah. And if he qualified, those inches were enough. <clears throat> to be over 15. the minimum minimum for non-typical, which would be 155. Yeah. Um, then, and, and 15 inches of abnormals, then he would be able to be entered into Pope Young that way. In the non-typical category <clears throat> yes. versus 125 in the typical category yes. for Pope Young. Yeah. So if he was, let's say he was 140, and he had 10 inches of, of this stuff, mm-hmm. it was 130-inch deer. Mm-hmm. Um, okay but if he had so we can throw numbers around all you want but yeah so i guess that kind of does it get does that help i think so i think so i think it does so they get added in what i guess why is what's up with the 15 minimum it was a they had to come up with a number uh to make it uh so there's like a line right and i guess line in the sand kind of where it had to be is it truly a non-typical or is it more of a typical buck with some abnormal points whatever right whatever gives and a lot of times they'll tell you like when you're in class or getting certified whatever it is the highest above minimum give the deer the most credit he can for what he grew yeah don't screw him over yes and that's the intent yeah i like that yeah Makes sense. I think to me it does. Yeah, I'm more, a little more familiar. You know, like just thinking about if someone had no idea anything about the measuring system. Most yeah. deer hunters have an idea. Yeah. Um, but no, I think that makes sense. That's a great. Uh, that's a good tool, man, to yeah. show that off. It'll help the kids in school for sure because they, they their eyes glaze over and they don't get it. But once you can take it off, you're like, okay, that's abnormal. Now you measure that. 
Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, I get it. Well, you can almost look at it too. Like, I guess another way to explain it would be like, okay, pull them off. Yeah. Typical buck. Yeah. Then if yeah. you pulled this off, he's still typical. So if you just throw that one on, probably not going to make. Probably not going to make non typical. As a non typical. Yeah. But then as he. He's got that big guy there. Then throw that other dropper off with the yeah. split. He could be yeah. in the non typical category. As long as it's big enough, I'll push him up. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Works good. I mean, so 125 minimum for typical net for Pope and Young, 155 uh, non typical net Pope and Young. Yes. Vertical bows. Yeah. Only vertical. Only vertical bows for Pope and Young. Now, Boone and Crockett can be any weapon if the animal's big enough, higher minimums. Yes. Okay. And actually, you don't even have to kill it. You can pick it up. I didn't know that. Yeah. If you find a deadhead and it's giant, you can enter it into Boone and Crockett Records. I'm almost certain that right now the, the Wisconsin bear, number one black bear in Wisconsin, was hit by a car. Are you kidding? I found it dead, yeah. So. You didn't know that, man? I thought I did, but I don't. <laughs> like, I thought maybe I saw one at like a show that was entered or something. Maybe there was some at the Wisconsin show. Yeah, there's deadheads. I mean, we, we get them quite often. Well, maybe have you People, measured that that one you commented on? Oh, yeah. Over here in the corner? corner? Oh, yeah. I don't know what that does for me. <clears throat> Nothing. It's cool. It's kind of gives neat. credit to the area that uh, produced that white tail, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I mean, that's one way to look at it. And that's the way I look at it. I mean, yeah. Give credit to the. So that ecosystem that is where that deer was, mm -hmm. it has enough nutrients and the, the, everything in that in that system's working well enough that that deer grew that big. Yeah. Or you know, if he only had one rack, what's up with that? I mean, you would be something, right. something wrong, right? Right. So it helps. Them. It helps to. The thing is, like, like you talked about entering stuff, um, and people don't want to enter things. I mean, okay, that's fine if you don't want to. But why? If I and I think it's important, and the clubs think it's important, is not only for conservation. Um, you know, that money goes towards conservation, even though it yeah. might be a small part of, like Boone and Crockett, the the awards and the, the trophy measurement stuff part of Boone and Crockett. You know, that's only ten percent of the whole club. Really, it's only that much. It's huge. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's amazing. So, but when you yeah, when, I did not know when that. you enter that stuff and you you go through the work of filling out the paperwork and and entering it and get mm -hmm. a, getting a certificate and you're entered in the record books. Okay, your deer is entered in the record books. Yeah, it's a snapshot in time that's taken by. A, so yeah, dude, <laughs> lot, I'm thinking of a, a lot of stuff right now as you're talking. <laughs> so I'm thinking, can I have my dad who passed away over a year ago his last buck? Yes. Can I enter that buck in Pope and Young? I'll have to check on Pope and Young, but I believe we can. You can, yeah, you can enter it for him. Because I was there for the recovery and everything. So you can I, enter it for him. because well, yeah, you're the owner, that. he's the hunter. Remember, it has mm. two lines. One's, one is trophy hunter, one is trophy You're owner. right. Yeah, you can enter that. I might have to do that. I, I've grossed him. I never netted him. I know he'll make it, his last buck. Oh, yeah, that'll make it. Yeah, he grossed, like, I think, Two years ago, when he killed it, right around one sixty. Yeah, I mean, he's big enough. I was looking at him the other day. He's big. He's got a big frame. I mean, he's twenty six, twenty seven beams. Oh, that's giant. So we'll have to. <clears throat> man, I might be putting you to work. That's good. That's what I'm here for. It'd be kind of neat to do that. It would be fun. I'd love to measure it too. Be quite honored, actually. Yeah, we can do that. So when you enter that stuff and take that snapshot in time, it's the club's chance to grab a scientific data point. Mm -hmm. Okay, so. All right, let's just say we're all scientists now. Yeah. Right? So, because I collected that animal mm -hmm. in this county 
and this year and this month. Yeah. Okay, so that county grew that. Now, if you don't do that, okay, and let's say the Kurt Geyer buck shot in 2022. Okay, it's giant. Yeah. Maybe. 23, it's going to be a super giant. Okay, maybe 23. All right, so. Be optimistic. That's right. (laughs) So, all right, that's great. It's 200-inch net whitetail. Yeah, yeah. If you don't enter it. Two and one. Okay. If you don't enter it in a book, never happens. Yeah, you're right. I mean, really, generationally, there's only a couple – there's only a couple deer in the entire world that are actually going to do that. Jordan Buck, Hanson Buck, Rumpala. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're going to say that. I mean, there's some, they're going to be urban. Did we legends. talk about that on the last podcast? Oh, yeah, we did. Do we so, need to talk about it again? I love it. I love that. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that again. <laughs> but unless, you know, it, it might be an urban legend to land on a map forever. Yeah. That would actually stick. But unfortunately, we don't live forever. Yeah. And it's important to collect that data. And not for us. It's for our kids, their kids, their kids. What happened in 1919? We have no idea. It's pretty cool, though, to even just be ingrained a little bit into bow hunting history. Yes. That's kind of cool. I mean, really, if you think about it in the big picture of it, when people come over to my my house, it's super easy to sell this because I show them a certificate. You're going to get this certificate. It says your name with your buck. Mm -hmm. The buck that you harvested on this day, okay? You're also going to get, like, let's say it's the uh, state of Wisconsin. You're going to get one from Pope and Young. You're going to get one from Wisconsin Buck and Bear Club. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, Pope and Young is 40 bucks. Okay, uh, state of Wisconsin is 15. Only 15 bucks. I think it costs us more than to process that entry than it does. Oh, I bet it does. So, That's, I mean, okay, so cool. I spent, when I, when I shoot a deer like that, I spend more money on beer than I do on the entry. <laughs> because you're... Excuse the vehicles outside because you're celebrating. Yeah. Okay. You're celebrating I got you. that deer. I got you. You're celebrating. What's the first? Also, thing? you're a really good measure because don't you have tap beer where so oh, people can drink beer while you measure their animals? Because well, it's kind of weird. Because when a lot of these guys, I don't know, mm-hmm. and some guys seek me out. It's kind of weird a little bit. It's like, cool though. Like as a fe- oh, you're like the measuring guy. Well, uh, but not from across the state. Like they come across the state of Wisconsin to me. And I'm like, no, listen, uh, you have another. You have a measure that's a lot closer to you, but I looked you up and I wanted to come to you. But You're I'm the like, measuring no, guy, man. I, that's what I mean. Yeah, but I also want to get other people, you know, the chance like like this year. For sure. Um, I get that. The new state record whitetail that was shot. That guy contacted me and he wanted me to score it. We did a giant tracker with him. I'm like, no, man. I'm like, nope. I think you should go with Tony Heil. Yeah. And I'm like, Tony. Your he, guy. There. He lives close to you and, you know, and by proximity and they turned out, they Got along great. Mm-hmm. Had fish fry together, and then they uh, pressured his deer. Too. Pretty cool. See, that's cool. I mean, that's what it's about, right? Yeah. So. You're the measuring guy, man. I get why people want to go to you. But it's cool. Um, but yeah. they come over to my house, and they'll come to my shed. And uh, I always do it in my shed now because it got kind of weird in my house with my kids and everything. It's just, I need separation. That's why we have the studio and exactly, it's not my house. Exactly, right? So when people come over, they'll usually bring, usually bring a guy and his wife or a guy and his brother or, you know, always two, almost yeah. always, because they're probably weirded out. They're more, they gotta go to this dude's house. Might be a killer or something. Yeah. Know. I mean, I don't want that. So, Verdict's right. still out. But. Right. Right. So maybe not. So they come in my house or come in my shed and they'll bring their trophy in. And the, the, the best part of being an OM official measure, I get to hear everybody's story mm-hmm. and it's actually like I'm there. You know, with yeah, it, because yeah. it's exciting to tell that story, that 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 hunting camp story, that you know, the feel of you know the excitement and the adrenaline, and 
how it started, how it finished, and you know the ups and downs that go along the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I get to hear that story, and then they'll usually tell me the story, and then I'll get my little measuring box out. Yeah, and I'll be like, "Oh, there's tap beer over there. If you guys want, you help yourself." Yeah, and then those two guys will always go over to the tap, and they'll get a beer. And then they'll just look at it like I have all my certificates of like official measure of blah, 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 and all these, you know, certificates. That's cool. Yeah. And they'll look at that stuff and it gives me just a couple minutes to myself where I can be like, and I just frame up this deer. Like, okay, it's a tandem and knock, knock, knock. <laughs> right. When you had to think. Yes. Yeah. To, and I'm, so then when Crunching I. Crunching numbers in your head. Kind of. Like, yeah. I'll get through the measurements and I write down everything. And then they sit down at my table with me and they're like, what'd you come up with? I'm like, hang on, I have to do the math. And I always do the math out loud. Mm. So I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, 19 and 5 eighths. And I say it out loud, and I say it out loud enough so that they don't talk. Yeah. Because if they start talking when I'm adding numbers. That's a pro move. You can't let that happen. It's a pro move because so, I have <laughs> done math three or four times over because people. But also, I'm like, can't you see me like typing? On, like I'm doing the calculator thing. Yeah, like, yeah. hey, man, shut your hole for a minute. Like <laughs> yeah. Trying to get your, your score. I could see that, yeah. I don't know, but yeah. you're, you're doing it smarter than I do. Well, it's, and when the, the nice thing, like some of these organizations now, Boone and Crockett, they allow us to do everything online. Mm-hmm. And I was part of the beta group for that. And there's only a couple of us. Is that like the there. digital score sheet you're saying? Yeah, we, we actually, the whole thing's online. You just put it, you plug everything online. You upload the photo into the score sheet. Oh, shit. You do everything. Online. Very cool. It's, it's, it's a, a steep learning curve mm-hmm. um, for a lot of guys because it, it's, it's new technology. I mean, it, it's a little. It's a little. It's pretty cool, though. It's hard. I mean, what I like the. So I think we could do like digital score sheets for Pope and Young. Yeah. Like it didn't change. They gave you the option. Yeah. Type it out and print it or whatever. Yeah. But I always like the hand. Kind of messy. Yeah. There's like a nostalgia to it. Yeah. I used to review score sheets. I used to get them in, and I'd have to go like through them and stuff. Oh, I know what it was. When we we made a magazine, uh, for the uh, state of Wisconsin, we had a magazine of all. All the current entries for the for, for the last year, mm-hmm. so I get to see all these score sheets. We pick out some that were so we always pick out some that were like handwritten. Yeah, and there's a couple measures that we have in Wisconsin. Like I know what their it's their score sheet just by their handwriting. Yeah, that's cool. Or like some older you know some older guys, you can see it's kind of shaky. And stuff. Writing with a feather. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I mean, it's cool, but they're you know they're also my mentors. You know? Yeah, for sure. So I mean, but uh, that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Well, I think. A good lesson in how to measure a white-tailed deer. Um, it sounds like we're going to film. Uh, and I don't know if we need to overlay, but maybe we'll just throw it at the end anyway. We're going to film like a simple, this yeah. is how to measure a white-tailed deer. And at the maybe we'll throw it at the end of this podcast. If not, check our YouTube. It'll be up there. You'll find it one way or another if you're here in DeerCast um, or follow Working Class Bowhunter in any way. But, um, yeah, man, if someone in their area is like, hey, I need to get a deer measured, how the heck do they find a, a measure near them? So there's so many resources nowadays where you can find a measure, um, either through Boone and Crockett uh, website, just search, search Boone and Crockett. You can then break into states, then counties, then cities. Mm-hmm. And they'll show you the you know, the closest measure, the closest official measure to you mm-hmm. with their phone number, email address, stuff like that. Easy State enough. of Wisconsin, we also do that. Pope and Young also does that. Yeah. Um, Excuse me. Yeah, that's it's pretty. It's easier than you think once you get into it. But you just got to know Boone and Crockett, Pope and Young. Yeah, and when there's a lot of guys that younger guys like I see some guys that like they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, apply 
to score to be an official measure for that. It's a really fun course. I've done it. It's great. If school was like that, I'd be a doctor. Exactly. Because it's interesting. You get to learn from some guys that have been all over the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very cool. Well, awesome, man. Let's get to doing a video on how to measure whitetails. We'll do like some up-close stuff and call it good. Yeah, that's cool. Anything you want to add? Where can people find you directly if they want? Uh, I am all over uh, Facebook, Instagram, but Facebook of a Bucky Allenfeld. Instagram is Bucky Allenfeld, and TikTok is Bucky Allenfeld. Guy's got a TikTok. It's I impressive. Lo I love it. TikTok's actually kind of fun, isn't it? Well, it's super easy to edit. Can you post antlers on it? Have you? Yeah, I do. And you haven't been pinged? Nope. Dude, they get us instantly. Well, you must be on their list. I think we're on their list because we posted sh there were sheds or a euro in the background. We got like a two-month ban. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I, I put stuff on there before uh, measuring, uh, I think it was an elk. Well, dang. I think it was. They like you. So, yeah. You're, you're a little more likable than well, us. Well, not for long. Well, we'll see. Yeah, right. <laughs> now, after this. <laughs> yeah, right. Just out of the aisle. Yeah, because yeah, TikTok <laughs> HQ is listening to DeerCast podcast. No, I, I mean, it's um, it's fun to like. I, I post usually when someone brings their trophy over to have it measured. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's cool as long as, long as I have the trophy owner. Yeah, for I, sure. I've set up like a little black backdrop and they stand there. and Maybe that's why it's classier. Well, it shows a, a gross in a net and they're standing there and they're, you know, it's a lot of times it's a husband and wife. I mean, yeah, that's cool. It's super fun. Super fun. Well, cool, man. We got more stuff to do. We're putting you to work tonight. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Awesome. Thanks, everyone, watching, listening. Hope this is more of a watchable podcast, but you know what to do. Go shoot a giant. We love you guys. Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at that Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.